Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, episode number 94. Shit, what up, players? Um, don't know what that means, or there's no reference to 94 there, but hey, welcome to the podcast. Trying to bring some uh, positive energy uh, off the bat straight away in the podcast this week, because um, let's face it, I'm Sleepy Bear. That's not a bear noise. Tried to do a bear noise, realised, don't know what noise bears make, really, apart from, oh, mm, you know, so... I just didn't do it. Should be hibernating, more importantly, is what, what the point is. Um, but I'm not. I'm here with you guys. And hey, happy bank holiday, if it's when you're listening to the podcast. If you're one of these uh, street gangsters that listen to the podcast every Monday, um, fair play to you. Um, and if you're not, you know, what, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting for? You know, um, but yeah, I'm doing it anyway. I've had a great weekend so far. It's just Sunday when I'm recording this. I've had a great bank holiday weekend. I, uh, like most of the country, so it seems, took myself off to the North Coast, headed away there on Saturday, first thing. Busy, busy, busy weekend. Went up there with uh, my wife and Michelle. Michelle! And um, had a really, really, really great time. Um, so now I'm just back in the house. I'm like, oh, but Balik's need to get the uh, the podcast out here for Monday. So I'm gonna have to just get in, and get at it. You know, I've been a busy bear. Um, straight away got in late on Friday night from a gig in Balamina. Talking more about that a bit later. But um, straight up out of the house at nine a.m. on Saturday. I had to leave um, my little Chinese friend, Mister Charlie, in with Catherine's mum to look after him over the weekend. Because the thing about Charlie is he's vicious. He's old. And he's uncontrollable. And those three elements together, like you should know if you meet any old people, more often than not, they will be vicious. You know, especially um, if, if they're Chinese, you know, you're probably going, oh, really? Is that, a, yeah, that's just what it is. I don't make the rules. Um, I'm not being racist. I'm not being stereotyped. I'm just telling you, more often than not, if you meet an older Chinese person, they're volatile. That's all I'm saying. So we left Charlie there because we couldn't have him just off the lead in the, in the north coast with us and headed <clears throat> on up. Obviously, um, if you're heading to the north coast, it would be remiss to avoid stopping an apple green for a nice coffee and a Greg's pastry. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I was on the podcast last week saying, hey, I'm, I'm a keto guy. I lost three kilograms being keto. Hey, I lost another kg this week. But... I said, you know what, I'm having the weekend off. I'm with my family. I'm not just going to be keto, keto, keto. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to have some carbs in there too, you know. Um, I'm going to be the carbon king. Uh, even though it's carbohydrate, not carbon. I, I don't mind. You know, I eat coal as well. So technically, hey, you know. But um, I thought, you know what, <clears throat> sorry, I've got a wee bit of a, a wee bit of sore throat <clears throat> here for some reason. Um, but I just thought, yeah, I mean, having what I want this weekend, back on the keto train, keto, keto, what the fuck, I'm back on the keto train on Monday, which is tomorrow, back holiday Monday, I'll be starting my day with some eggs and press-ups, which I mean, what, the breakfast of the champions, as they say, <clears throat> but had me a Greg's, got myself some coffee, and headed straight to Mussenden Temple, which is um, a very old, I guess, site you know i don't know what the exact term is what what it is it's, is it a temple is it a it's i believe it to have been a temple is to be part of uh an estate back in the day but then the biggest estate house now is just ruins a muslim temple muslim temple is just this beautiful little observatory type point uh, at the sea you know so it it's a nice spot went there had a look around obviously representing the national trust again Went out there, flashed the cards, got in, had a nosy, went for a bit of a walk. Ended up off the beaten track with a <clears throat> with a pram. It's quite a grassy National Trust area. It's not all just, you know, on paths. So as a result, I ended up doing what was pretty much an impromptu uh, sled workout in the grass at <clears throat> Muscle the Temple. Hold on, I'm going to have to pause here because my throat is doing my head in. Sorry about that, I had a major cough off there, a lot of, a lot of hawking, a lot of... But um, I'm back. So I was doing the sled pushes with Holly on the grass. And i tell you what, works up a sweat, all right. Saturday wasn't as hot as what Sunday was. So, I mean, if it had been the heat of Sunday, there's a high chance 
I may have uh, required some sort of medical assistance because I would have been extremely uncomfortable. Let's put it like that to say it lightly. Um, but that was nice to see there. I've always been meaning to get up the Muslim Temple and have a nosy around. Um, don't know if all the listeners know, but I, hey, I'm a National Trust guy. If you you know one thing about me, you go, hey, Dave Elliott, National Trust guy. But then again, I've been around a lot of the sites of the National Trust. And I like to use my cards. I've got membership for the year. I like to use them. So I took myself there. It was great. After that, let me hold on a sec because I got an it- I an itinerary because I'm a nerd. Um, after a Muslim, after we were in Muslim Temple, we just headed down to Port Rush just to to go to Barry's. Um, now, you bring a one year old to Barry's, not a lot it can do, you know, not a lot for Holly really to do. Pop her on a wee machine with Garfield and put fifty p in, and effectively just goes. And then stops, but um, she hated it. Like had a complete and utter terror fit on that. Then like that, so we brought her on the uh, on the carousel, you know, or as I used to think it was carousel, which was a very embarrassing moment when I was a child. I went to Universal Studios in Florida, and there was a carousel ride, um, as in carousel the film by Alfred Hitchcock right and um, one of the guys in the place was like hey has anybody ever seen this film before and I being a wee smart ass 11 year old was like yes um, I know it's a 15 but I have seen Carousel and the guy was like what and I was like yes Carousel I know it well he's like man it's called Carousel and I was like ah, not not in Ireland where I'm from or Northern Ireland or Britain, depending on how uh, sensitive and uh, virginal you are. Um, <coughs> but yeah, I, I mugged myself off of that, so now I just know it's carousel. But we brought her on that, tried to put her on just a horse to begin with. Couldn't really hold on that tight, terrified, crying, so we just got into a carriage with her and spun around. Now, you know, it did say very explicitly on the side of the carousel that it was three tokens per person. Per ride, guess what, suckers? The three of us got on for three tokens. Hey, Barry, suck my balls. You know, you come for me, I'll come for you, brother. You know, here's another thing about Barry's. Everyone always talks about it. And all, Barry's was great when you're a kid. Yeah, when you're an adult, it's shit. I mean, so shit. Full of the worst people. All the rides terrible. You know, you 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 realize you were mugged off when you were a child, and you go to Barry's as an adult, you'll be like. Was I, impre- was I impressed with this? Was this the shit my parents were peddling me? That I had to go here and um, be like, oh, here, my parents are wild good. They brought me to Barry's. Really, what did they let you do? Oh, they let me throw a couple of uh, baseballs of coconuts. All right, really, what else did they let you do? Oh, they let me um, let me go on a ghost train. Oh, really, what was a ghost train? Oh, it's just basically like circling someone's dinner table in the dark. Do you know what I mean? That's the size and impact of the ghost train at Barry's. Yeah, when you're a kid, you think it's amazing, you know? Like, and I did, up until my parents brought me to Disneyland, because they're good parents. You know, a lot of people out there be like, oh no, your parents, they're good parents if they care for you, if they teach you, right? Nah, fuck that, they're only good parents if they spend cash on you, you know what I mean? I'm sitting there like Floyd Money Mayweather as a child, being like, your parents take me where you want to go, and if you don't, you can just sit behind my job, especially with my mum, because she was weaker than me from, you know, I could just pop her off, whereas my dad, to be fair, could probably still knock the fuck out of me, but I mean, <coughs> I could just keep my mum at the end of my job, and I'd be like, here, bitch, fucking buy me a present. What do you want? Fucking buzz like, you're a dickhead, right? Fucking off someone. She's like, nah, I'll just get Fucking stretch your arms around. Fuck you. He left hook you. Bastard, right? And that's, and that's what we were peddling, you know, we used to think that was great, and then you go, and go oh, some experience there, and you go, really? Do you know what I mean? The amount of cost for those tickets, just gamblies, you know, may as well just go to flipping McLean's bookmakers and just stick a load of money on, 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 on each way goals in Arsenal and Liverpool or something, you know what I mean? Because you always get that, there'll always be, as a, there'll always be goals in that game, do you know what I mean? And that was... Was Barry's and I made a wee scoot about Port Rush, just looking about the place. Obviously had a few pokes because I mean, hey, I'm not on my diet at the weekend. I like ice cream. It's a weakness. Do you know what I mean? Achilles had his heels, Poppy's got his pokes. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of the same thing, you know. For those who don't know what what Achilles heel is, it's the old saying, it's like the the weakness. You know, I think it was this Greek character, Achilles, right? And he was dipped in this like I think it wasn't gold but it was like some sort of 
protective um, fluid, you know, like Jay's fluid or something. He was dipped in by God, and when God dipped him into this protective Jay's fluid stuff, they held him by his Achilles, so he was completely invincible, apart from these wee bits where God's just held his Achilles and dropped him in. Then, didn't the fucker get shot like fucking Hawkeye straight through the Achilles with an arrow? Teddy Bread bled out, didn't he? And, like, realistically, if your Achilles gets hit with an arrow, it'll just, it'll pop, it'll spring up your leg, cause you to, to a lot of pain. Obviously, back in the days when Achilles was kicking about, they didn't have the NHS. Do you know what I'm saying? They didn't have that NHS to, to be able to get him straight in, be like, ah, oh, nah, Balix, he needs to get some sort of anti-inflammatory on there. He needs to get some kind of uh, disinfectant on there. He needs to make sure that that doesn't become infected. Then if it does, he needs to get the necessary antibiotics to try and heal that up back in those days he probably just got it just got shot bled out and died or else got shot got infected you know got pussy gangrene had to get the leg removed never recover from that you know what i mean you're not gonna be a super god-like character with no legs do you know what i mean no disrespect to people out there that hey if there's some religion i don't know about where their gods don't have legs but hey you know more more realistic than that religion it's open to interpretation isn't it so you gotta have that. You gotta have your protection, you know. But it's a Barry's just. It wasn't what it was. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't what I thought it was. But poor Russian the whole, great. You know what I mean? I love it up there. I love the North Coast. Love pints. You know, we did quite a lot of that. Walk around, looking in the shops. Went to the Kiwi bar. Had a cold beer. It was lovely. You know, we went there. Then we went to a house that we'd rented. I say rented. My friend Connor's family was very kind to let me and my family use it for the night and very grateful for that lovely spot and I think it's either I guess technically it's Port Ballantrae but it's probably more Bush Mills you know it's in Port ba- on the cusp of Port Ballantrae but it's closer to walk to the town of Bush Mills you know what I mean so it's a great spot and then uh, that night we got got home unpacked Holly was a sleepy girl got her ready went out for some dinner went to this place called the French rooms, wee oui, wee oui, monsieur, in Bushmills, and it was delicious. Again, when you're a parent and you bring your child out for dinner, it's not always as enjoyable an experience per se as it would be if you're just there with your wife or your partner, you know, because you, you just, if you're a dad, you, I don't know what it is, you just have constant indigestion because anytime you're eating food you're shoveling it down you as fast as you can just to make sure that you can keep an eye on your child like so anytime like i got <coughs> goat's cheese for starter got some goat's cheese with some fancy french bread um or as they say in france um, baguette. Do, uh, do, um, baguette. i'd say like arson thing oh do you know um baguette it's uh, um, fromage le goat <coughs> I know it's good gear. Only thing is, rather than just being a wee pot goat's cheese or whatever, just a wee slab of goat's cheese, they put it in this bag and then they had obviously got some kind of, like, Sprite to come and tie a bit of string around this little bag of goat's cheese. It looked like something out of a poly pocket. You know, I couldn't I couldn't lift it. And then it scalded me and I'm trying to untie the wee bit of string. Oh, fucking apple. Fucking fingers, bollocks. I'm getting stressed out because whenever I get my starter, we always say, look, can you bring the main for Holly? At this point, I've chopped up the wee sausages and the vegetables and the chippies and stuff for her to eat, and she's just wolfing it into her. The thing about her is, she's like some kind of python. Doesn't chew shit, just wallops, wallops it down. Do you know what I mean? Eats quick. You now I sort of feel like I'm on countdown. You know, it's hard to try to do that. So I'm fucking stressed. I go, oh, bollocks, bollocks. Burning myself in the goat's cheese. As soon as the goat's cheese is in, I'm just scooping it down. Two bits of bread. Au revoir. I mean, I'm like, then I'm like, right, where's the main course? Catherine, she was eating soup. She's a vegetarian, aka an awkward bit of work, right? She's drinking her soup, taking super slow. He's like, to be fair, the soup came in a mug, like a mug you drink tea out of, not a... Now, I, I call me old-fashioned. You know, I know it's stylish, to be like a hipster these days and deliver your food on quirky things. Hey man, deliver food on what has been designed for food to be, you know what I mean? If someone's going to have a bowl and be like, here, this bowl is the best way to serve soup. Newsflash, serve it in a bowl. Do you know what I mean? Do that. Don't be putting it in a fucking mug where it's 
logistically difficult to get your spoon into the into this you know you can't actually by the time you get in you're like ah, i've got a wee spoon lift it out to pull at the sort of almost vertical angle all the soup's falling off so Catherine was like 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 i'm sort of she's like i don't really know if i'm fully in this soup with some sort of like curry butternut squash which i mean for a veggie's probably a a, a a top quality feast you know, for me, I was like, nah, fuck that. She's like, nah, I've had enough. Do you want to finish it? Just, and I said, yeah. Being Billy Big Balls, I took the mug and just necked it. Forgetting that it was boiling. And, I was like, and she goes, oh, wow, is it, is it cool now? And I went, yeah, 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 it, it is. <clears throat> yeah, very cool. What I actually had to do for the remainder of the day, it's only since I've got home here, that's why my throat's a bit bad. I was using one of these wee things. Hold on, let me just find it. I think my throat is fine. So so offensive. Mm, I have got an electronic voice now Mm-mm, because I just burnt my vocal cords to a cinder. That's fine. Main course came. Catherine had fish, some kind of fish. Again, I said vegetarian. I lied. She's a pescatarian. She eats fish because I mean, realistically, who's ever going to bond with a fish? Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't look at the, a fish and go, that's a cute... You look at a fish and go, batter its head with a fucking pebble, for sure. You know, eviscerate it, eat the bastard. You know what I mean? That's how I think. You can't become... They're the sociopaths. The sociopaths of the earth, let alone the sociopaths of the sea. They are, you know... They, like, I mean, you could be friends with a sea lion, to be fair, but you couldn't... Or a dolphin, but you couldn't be mates with a fish, like... I mean, you're not going to be mates just with a trout or a cod, are you? Unless you're some kind of strange guy. Do you know what I mean? And like fish, those motherfuckers live under the sea with those with the weirdest guys going. You know, see that fish with the light bulb in its head? Uh, you're gross. You're a scary looking bastard. Why do you exist? Under there, stay under there, you fucking creep. But she was eating that. And again, she's a bit picky. She's like, um, there's skin on it. So I had to be, so I'm cutting up sausages for Holly and I have to take her fish and I peel back the skin and then hide it under some salad. Do not offend her, because, I mean, to be fair, I think scales on fish are gross when you have to eat it. Even I do. You know, and I got a steak. Mm. A nice, juicy sirloin, which actually used to be my stripper name, to be fair. Um, and I had some nice garlic potatoes, which was, was delicious. A bit of pepper sauce, bish bash bosh. A nice um, Cabernet Sauvignon for myself to enjoy as well. Um so I had a nice time. Do you know what I mean? I did. I, again, only had the one glass of wine because we, had, we were going to walk. But then, you know, having a wife and a child, neither are ready in enough time to make it there. Thankfully, we didn't because if we had to walk, it would have probably taken us 20 minutes. You know, when you get out of that sort of sweat and you get out of the shower and you just get out and you're like, ah, I'm sweaty, instantly sweaty. Um, why did I even shower? Because I'm sweatier now than I would... You know, my armpits probably smell worse now having showered than fuck, right? So, went there. We are booked in for six quite early, but that gives us time because Holly normally goes to bed at seven. So we thought, we'll keep her up till about eight tonight. You know, we'll go in and we'll enjoy our dinner. Turns out Holly didn't want to play ball. She's like, nah, I want to be a moony bastard and shout and scream and make dinner as awkward for you as possible. So not only did I have to basically neck my starter, I just, a deep-throated mistake, down a one, just... I kept my gullet unlocked like a seagull. And by seagull, obviously, I mean a pelican. Like a pelican. And just poured the garlic potatoes down. Neck my wine. I was like, right, we need to go home for seven. Her in bed. And we're like, right, okay, let's do something. So we're like, we'll maybe watch some Netflix or something. Then we realised, oh, the house we're staying in has got Wi-Fi. Oh, well. Watch some TV. Nothing really on. So we decided to play some games. There's some games in the house. All the games were for like four players plus. And like, ah. So what we decided to do was um, play a cork shooting game where we just threw corks in the like... Um, initially what it was was a mug to see if anyone could get the cork into the mug. By anyone, I mean me and, me and my wife. You know, loser had to have a drink of, of wine. Because by that stage, the car was home. You know, the car was home. I was getting into a nice bottle of Argentinian Malbec. Mwah. Trevento, Golden Reserve. Say no more, fam, right? Drinking that stuff. And then we realised this is a bit, you know, a bit weird. So we just had another flick through the TV. After probably about an hour of this game, we both ended up getting quite tipsy, sat down, and we, we watched some of the 
the warm-up acts for Snow Patrol at War Park 3, because we were at that gig. It was a great gig. Again, a few scoops, so don't really remember everything. Nice to see it back. Some of the, the acts of support were brilliant. And then there was this one group that was just the worst group I've ever seen. Some uh, lady was dressed like some sort of, I know, she had like the, a troubadour haircut, and she was just playing the guitar, and it just seemed like the tune that she was playing was out of tune, not sweet at all. And we're like, oh, I'm glad we didn't see them. And then, thankfully, after that, Total Recall came on, the original, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Cohagen, I'm coming for you. Richter now. And it was just great. I got really into it more than Catherine did, to be fair, because, hey, I love Schwarzenegger. My name is, uh, again, see, here's the thing, right? Schwarzenegger plays uh, this guy in it, and they're like, right, your name is Douglas. Like, they, his initial name was something, something Hauser, and they, they obviously, which is like a German sounding name. Then they were like, now nah, we're, replant, we're replanting your new name is Douglas Quaid. Yeah, sounds really Austrian. Hi, what's your name? My name. My, my name is Douglas Quaid. Crazy, are you crazy? Oh, that doesn't sound German. No, are you crazy? But we watched that. It was great. I've got, to get, I've got to get to Mars now. What are you waiting for? It was brilliant, especially. The only thing that makes Schwarzenegger better is drinking. So if you're ever watching a Schwarzenegger film, drink while you're watching. It's great. It's a superb time. Watch that. Then we went to bed. You know, busy day. Sleepy heads. Got up the next morning, which would be Sunday. Nice and warm. Cozy day. The initial plan there was to get up, get out early again, and just go make the most. Get go out, get up, get out early. Get up, get out early, make the most of the day. And we did. Took ourselves, uh, tidied up the house, of course, because we we found it. Had to leave it as we found it. Do you know what I mean? And uh, headed on out. Went to the copper kettle, in. Um, Bush Mills for breakfast. Now, the, the Copper Kettle is an establishment that was named by the Belfast Telegraph as the top 10 places to get a fry in Northern Ireland. Now, to be in the top 10 of that list is very important. You might know this about me. Some of you may. I'm a fry connoisseur. Breakfast is my favourite meal. Like, if I'm going going cheat, I like a good breakfast. You know what I mean? I've eaten in nearly every establishment in Bangor Town Centre that does breakfast, and I would say I could almost write the good fry guide in Bangor. Now, the copper kettle, nice, very busy, good ambiance. You know, they did a good cup of tea. The cup, the pot of tea did me three cups. That's what I want from a breakfast tea. I don't want these wee personal cups to do you one second. If you're going to do me a personal cup of tea with a pot, just ditch the pot and just give me the cup. Do you mean why give me a false sense of security? Why give me a false sense of hope? By giving me a pot if I'm only going to get one fucking cup from it. That's false. That's deceit, right? And then I had the mini fry, which I would say was was very tasty. Would I say it's in the, the top 10 in Northern Ireland? I would be surprised. You know, I really would. I mean, in Bangor alone, I think there are three places I've had better breakfasts than the Copper Kettle. Unless Bangor is the breakfast capital of Northern Ireland. I'm going to say, I don't know, but everything considered you know what I mean the ambiance the tea the the crack about the place it was a good breakfast I enjoyed it it was me fueled and ready for the day after that hopped back in the car and just took a wee scoot about for a bit down the coast and went to Portrush for a wee dander and then headed to Port Stewart Strand again National Trust, headed on down there, flash the cards, and getting to the point now where I just turn up places and people are like, you're Mr. National Trust, and I go, yes, I am, out of the way, let me through. And I just went there, and now, we were Holly on the beach a few times. First time we ever took her to the beach was in Lanzarote, when we were on honeymoon, didn't like it. To a point where we had to go, right, well, I guess that's us off the beach for the day, because there's no way we could leave her in her pram, or and just was not for it. Then whenever we were in Spain earlier in the year, she enjoyed it a bit more. And now today, just in Portrush, absolutely loved it. Running about the place, throwing sand, just going in and out of the water and just running. Babies seem to love that, you know. Toddlers just like to run. Again, whenever she's probably hitting her, her teens and she's being like made do PE, I'm going to remind her, see when you were one, you used to just, I'm going to be one of those dads, see when you were one, you used to love running down the beach in the water. Now you won't fucking talk to me anymore, love. What's wrong with me? 
What's wrong with me? Uh, and she'd be like, I think you need to go into the full dad. I'll be like, I'm only 40, fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. But uh, she absolutely loved it. It was great. And that alone to see that just the the joy, the simple things on her little simple face um, was so good. You know, I absolutely loved it. And i tell you what as well, as her enjoying it, it tired her out. You know, we managed to get a wee nap out of her after that. So once we'd been there, we're there for a couple of hours. So by the time we finished dinner, probably 10, went there about 12, we just popped her in the car and headed on a wee drive to try and get her to go to sleep, try to get her to get, try to get the fucking chair to go to sleep, right? So she did that, went to sleep, excellent, you know. And then by the time that was done, we brought her lunch. We went to Amici, Ristorante Amici in Port Stewart. Very nice Italian restaurant. I would recommend if you're ever up there, go check it out. It was a good spot. Went in there, had a nice lunch, and then just came home after that. So... By the time we finished in there, well, to be fair, we did stop at Junction 1 on the way home to try and get some bargains. I found these sweet pair of Nike trainers, and I'm like, I'm having those, didn't have my size. Reduced from 80 quid to 20, didn't have my size. That's the problem with being a big fucking clown-footed, bigfoot freak. You can't avail of all the sweet deals, you know what I mean? So I missed out on that. Holly got a pair of trainers, her first pair of actual trainers. She's probably going to look very smicked out, but don't care and yeah it was just a really great time now I'm back in the house and it is fucking roasting I haven't actually settled since I've got home in terms of the heat because again obviously when you go away for a few days unless you're a complete fucking maverick weirdo you're going to close all the windows in your house keep the doors locked you know keep the villains out you know whenever you're you're like a well-known guy like myself. You know, you're an infamous National Trust guy. People might try and break into your house, you know, get your secrets or whatever, sell them to MI5. I don't know. But when I came home, my house was like a bloody oven. You know, I had to get in the windows open to fumigate, get myself stripped off, get in a nice pair of shorts. And as soon as this podcast finished, I am going to just go into the shower and do a handstand and just let the cold water beat down in my crack and balls area just to cool down. You know, because it is H-O-T. Sounded very great McDowell there. Maybe that's because I've been in the North Coast. Feeling very H-O-T. You know, feeling kind of warm out there. My balls are pretty sweaty, you know. I suppose if you were to check under my penis too, there'd be a wee bit of ball sweat there as well, you know. Probably my gooch and my asshole too. You know, I can't really show you my asshole in case, uh, you know, in case one of the boys tries to pop a golf ball in there. Like as if it's a, like as if it's a golf hole, but it's actually, you know, my anus. So, uh, less said about that, the better. So, yeah, going to have a shower after that. And it's just a really great weekend. You know, I like to make the most of my free time. You know, again, um, I've, I've, I've had a real motivational week. I've had a few things to think about, a few, um, I guess, moments of reflection, you know, in that Things are going pretty well at the minute. You know, they are, they're going pretty well. I'm getting to the point of being where I want to be, you know, and rather than moan about it, I'm just going to embrace it. Do you know what I mean? Rather than be like, oh, I'm so busy, I'm always tired. Be like, hey, player, you know, this is what you want to do. Go out and do it. You know, work hard and enjoy it. Because some at the end of the day, it's not often you can say people actually spend their money to come and see you do something stupid. You know what I mean? And that's what people are doing at the minute and I am very grateful for that so I mean no more negativity from me if I'm tired I'm tired I'm going to go and put on as good a show as I can do and that's that you know speaking of which I've been talking about this for a few weeks now haven't officially you know confirmed it on the podcast but I can now the weird podcast is having a live podcast episode 100 is going to be recorded live in the black box green room on Sunday, the 29th of September, 2019. Tickets are available on the Black Box website. All you need to literally do is type in Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, Black Box, boom, it'll get to you. Also, the links on my social media. Huh? So if you go onto those channels, you'll be able to find it. Please come. Tickets are actually selling pretty quick for it already. Um, I put the ticket link up before anything else on my Patreon, so Patreon um subscribers could get that first that's again maybe might seem like a great perk but seeing you do stuff in a small venue it's good to, to do that now what can you expect from the live podcast 
I'm going to tell you, you can expect something impressive because I'm going to do a lot for it. You know, it's not just going to be me sitting talking in a room. I'll have guests. I might have some video stuff. Might do a few sketches. Might have some interviews. You know, I'm going to just make it an experience. It's going to be me and my weirdos having a pretty weird experience. And I mean, it's something, it might work. It might be a great night. It might be a strange night. One thing that it is going to be, it's going to be a test night. You know, I'm going to be able to see if, look, the Weird Podcast is something that I can put on regularly. With any luck, it'd be great. If not, oh well. But episode 100 has been called for by the weirdos. You guys wanted it, and who am I to not give it you? You know what I mean? Who am I not to do that? Um, I'm actually have a pretty nice, quiet week this week, um, which is great in terms of gigs. I have a lot of writing projects on at the minute, so it'll give me time to get the to get sat down the thinking hat on for that but um i did balamina there on friday i was headlining the gig at the origins of comedy which is a new club which i think is just the third third time it's been on um and it's in the grouse complex in balamina and tell you what it was excellent you know it's sometimes again there are certain towns um that i visit and i go nah they don't always pop for me balamina to me is a very hot and cold place some nights you go there, it's amazing. You're like, well, this is fucking great. I could gig in Balamina every night. Then you go back and it's like, uh, whoa, they they hate me. You know, so it's strange to actually know what to expect. Some nights you... But that Friday night was great. Shout to Gary Pollock for running the night. He started it up. It's a relatively new night. Balamina is a good spot for comedy now in terms of clubs. You've got the Braid Comedy Club and the Front Page Comedy Club, which is run by Paddy McGacky, an absolute legend of the scene and one of my favourite acts as well you probably see him a lot in Pug Uglies I always love him when Paddy comes down but Gary's done a great job there too so if you're in the Balamina area and you're looking to check out some comedy go to the Origins of Laughs you know what I mean it's in the Origin nightclub and tell you what it's a good setup for stand up and there was a decent crowd there so I mean it was a very very nice way to start the uh, the bank holiday weekend for me after Friday night got in at 12 o'clock went straight to bed up and, up and at it next day and had a great weekend and now the weekend's all gone. We're starting starting again with another new another new week. And I'm going in this new week with, with the positive attitude, back in the keto diet and just uh you know, living it up, if you will. Um I'm uh I'm looking to wrap up again soon because hey, guess what? New series of Peaky Blinders is starting. And I'm going to watch it. Here's the thing about Peaky Blinders. I'm not mad into it. I've watched every single season so far. And sometimes it annoys me. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like, the Peaky Blinders are actually banging out of order here. They deserve to be in bother, you know. But I couldn't tell you what happened in the last five series. No idea. Couldn't, not at all. But I'm going to watch it anyway. So it's what it is, I guess. But um, yeah, the weird community is back, boys and girls. Again, I like to try to to do some uh, shout outs, some community shout outs to some of the weirdos out there. Some people that you know maybe bring atten- some things to your attention that I feel as weirdos you might enjoy. This week, it's a very positive, good news story. Something I just want to make you guys aware of. Um, it's this guy called Ryan, right, he uh, is a young man, I, again I use the term man very loosely, this guy's a young hero, right, who um, has some learning difficulties, now Ryan doesn't let that hold him back, nah, Ryan goes, you know what, this may be the case, but hey, I'm doing good for this world, that's that, and Ryan um, is a baker, he bakes goods, he bakes cookies, he bakes pies, he bakes cakes, and does he sell them? Nah. What he does is he puts them in a box at the end of his drive, and then people come by, they take the cookies or the cakes, the baked goods, what they all are, tray bakes, are delicious looking. You know what I mean? I've not tried any firsthand. Could be rank, but they look very good, right? <clears throat> and what he does is he gives them out for free, but you have to make a donation if you take something out of it. Again, it's like a trust thing. It's something that's probably lacking in today's society. Is, is someone relying on the goodness of people, you know, and he's putting it there and you put in a donation for the goods that he makes. And you know what he does with the donation? Gives it to charity. 
Do you know I mean many different charities Ryan's helped over the years? Now you're probably going, how the fuck am I going to know this? This dude just puts, go on Instagram, follow the handle at Ryan's Cookie Box Phenomenal. That's the whole tag, Ryan's Cookie Box Phenomenal. Pages, Ryan's Cookie Box, follow it. Weirdos Unite, get behind Ryan because this is a great idea. More people should know about this. Um, and if you're living, again, in the Cross Gar area, that's where uh, where Ryan lives. And his address is 100A, Drum the Conger, John the Cronaher Road, Cross Gar, BT39JJ. If you're in that area... Pump that into the uh, into the sat nav. Go by, see the cookie box at the end of the driveway. Go and make a donation to charity. Do something good. Feel good about yourself. But support Ryan by following him on Instagram. You get to see some of the stuff he posts, some of the charities he supports, and get behind him. Do you know what I mean? Because we need more people like Ryan in a, in an age of skepticism, in an age of people not trusting each other. We need to be pulling together and just you know having people doing things out of the goodness of their hearts, like Ryan's doing here, making these baked goods, giving the people for just a donation and then giving that money to charity, you know? People are probably going, oh, is that what you're going to do, your Patreon? Nah, I keep it all. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I can't afford triple XL silk shirts without my Patreon. Do you know what I'm saying? I can't afford to just take trips up to the North Coast without, you know, again, I'm a worse guy than Ryan. So check that out. At Ryan's Cookie Box, phenomenal. Um, and if you follow that, you're you're a good person. Do you know what I mean that could be your good deed of the day? I'm sure a lot of you guys need that. To be fair, right, listeners' questions. I'm going to get in. I'm going to get on it, and I'm going to get out because I am sweaty, very, very sweaty. That sounded actually very uh, perverse, but I assure you, it is not. Um. Stephen Lachlan has said, in your opinion, should the Amazon be on fire? Whoa, I'm going to say Stephen. Um, there's two answers to that. There's no and yes. No, the Amazon reinforced should not be on fire because it is such a, a resource to the world. You know, um, the Amazon has been called the Earth's lungs because of the amount of oxygen that is emitted from the trees in there. Do you know what I mean? That's what we need. Um, sometimes all we need is the air that I breathe and to love you, you know. But also, yes, it should be on fire because someone set fire to it and it was dry. So, I mean, just laws of of science, of chemistry, of ignition, like the remixed ignition by R. Kelly, that should, you know, it, it's gone on, on flames, on fire. But should it be stopped? Yeah. Will it be? I don't know because, hey, the Brazilian president wants to raise a lot of the Amazon so he can sell it to developers. You know what I mean? It's all about money. Again, this is what I'm saying about Ryan, a good person doing something for good and their health. The Brazilian president's just like, nah, burn it down then. If they, do, if they don't want me to actually cut the trees down, well, fucking burn it. Say it's a natural disaster. Sell it to real estate. Make an absolute killing. It's a corporate world we live, live in, Stephen. Chris Henning has said, you should have popped in to the house when you were up in Bush Mills today. Anyhow, Hope you had a good time up the North Coast. My question is regarding the upcoming live episode. And um, what is the, the, I imagine, the VIP package set up for the Patreons? You, you said VWP there. Um, I imagine that means very weird people. Um, and if that's correct, I am a very intelligent guy. Hey, you don't know, I, don't, I haven't quite worked that out, man. I'm, I'm working as I go along. The Patreons just get news first. These are kind of like, the, like TMZ. You break the news first. I tell the Patreons that something's happening first. If, like, um, I'm doing a live show, I'll put my tickets on the Patreon first. You can get links before anyone else. Do you know? Same with, like, the tour that I'm going on. I'll put the all the links on there first. Probably get discount, I'd imagine, on the tour. I'll try and work that out. I don't know how that goes, but I will try and look after my Patreons. I'm going to start putting more content onto the Patreon page, too. So, um, I might just you know, get that popping a bit more so people will get behind it. If you haven't already, get on Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast Patreon because I'm trying to make this into a, a video podcast. This week's podcast would be a hilarious video podcast because literally I started recording when it was daylight and now it's dark and I'm just with no lights on in a darkened room like some kind of um, sociopath. But hey, 
is what it is. But Chris, be at the live podcast, and, and I will provide you with some kind of uh, bespoke VWP treatment. Um, Helen's back saying, don't know if I've already missed it. No, nah, you haven't. I've been enjoying the National Trust, um, Rowling Gardens. If you were a garden, what would you feature? Rowling could do with some gigantic fans dotted about for a wee breeze. It's fucking roasting. Um, if I were a garden, what would I feature? Um, again, I, I consider myself to be a very, you know, I'm a modern guy. I'm a modern thinker. I'm 21st century thinker you know what I mean I would like there to be again statues but human statues do you know what I mean so I would have like think they're statues that'd be painted like statues but they'd just be muscle men and they would occasionally move they would locate different locations around the gardens you know what I mean they'd just be showing off like different parts of their body you know so initially you may have centerpieces you walk into the gardens just a big lat spread you know an impressive lat spread where you're just you know your hands and your hips you're spreading the lats showing people what you're about you've got contracted pectorals maybe whenever you move around the garden they'll just scurry across hop up onto another plinth and then maybe just give you a most muscular pose do you know what I mean show just everything popping off maybe pop some calves for you I don't know out of that um, I would obviously have some kind of lazy river but you couldn't actually sit in it you know it would be a lazy river for frogs just frogs and lily pads, just floating around. Um, I'd also have no wasps, you know. Um, the flying ones are allowed, but just no white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, you know, don't want it to be that kind. It's not like Young Farmers Weekly, you know what I mean? I'd have my garden clear that. A lot of bees, both striped and boo, um, are very welcome in my garden. Um, I just looked at beautiful plants. Like I said before, I went to the Wall Garden in Bangor a couple of weeks ago with Holly and just walked around and it was a real, real beaut scene. You know, really enjoyed myself in there. Again, I'm not a massive flower guy. Don't know a lot about them. But I tell you what I do. I appreciate beauty. I can understand colour. I can understand fragrance. And I would have a very fragrant, colourful garden with nude moving statues, bees, boobies and toads on the lily pads but that would be a very special garden hey there'd be fans in there too Helen just in fact there'd have air conditioning on it you know how can you put air conditioning outside we would work it out because it would be a bespoke weird garden of mine Dean Murray said hopefully not too late you can have one night out from your youth where are you going what are you drinking who are you kissing at 1am cheeky boy oh you and what are you eating at 3am when you're steaming from the takeaway well if we're going back to my youth the places I would have gone, I'd say I'd have to say the beach club. You know, on a Thursday night, I go to the Bamboo Beach Club, two pound drinks, in you go. They did delicious cocktails. Everyone who was everyone was there. And by that I mean just my friends, not like, you know, A seventeen, because I mean that would have just been too much to cope with. Calm best, to be fair, probably was there. Um I go to the beach club, I'm drinking. Oh, whenever we tried to save a bit of money, we'd try try and get drunk for a tenner. So you go in there if it's two pound drinks, you get five drinks because that's just mathematics, right? So you go in, you get yourself two Long Island iced teas because they are the highest volume shots in cocktails. So if you're, you're getting that for four pounds, you get those two babies, you get a black aftershock. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't know if they still have that. Strong drink, black aftershock, and then you get uh, a Smirnoff ice, right? So that's still two pound left, right? So you get your first... Um, Long Island iced tea, naked, right? You get that down you. Then you get the black aftershock in the mouth, swish it around the mouth for 10 seconds, swallow it, and then go, <sighs> breathe in, really stings you, makes you feel some kind of way, wakens up the insides, then you party shoot. The Smirnoff ice, down it goes, like a delicious elixir, just to just clear the mouth, clear the palate, cleanse it, because it's a citrus flavour. Then, bam, Long Island iced tea in you. That's you done. By that stage, you're going to be feeling pretty you're going to be feeling pretty good then. You just get whatever drink you want to just sip on, you know. A lot of time, I go for a sex on the beach. Sometimes I go for a brandy and Coke. You just sip on that, and that's how you do for a tenner. If you, you want to really ball out, you bring 30 quid and get lit. Now I don't think I could get around for 30 quid. But that's what I'm drinking, and then I'm kissing at 1am. You know, to be fair, probably one of the boys because we were 
very homoerotic guys back in the day. We were sort of in a clique of boys that just went, got too drunk, probably were the opposite of sexy to girls, and then just, you know, mugged ourselves off. And then 3 a.m. on the way home, pfft, I'd often go to my mate Macca's house, so we'd be calling into Arnold's on the way home in Ballyhack, getting a kebab on chips with house sauce, and then that would be you done. Good question. Dean enjoyed reminiscing into my, my childhood there. Um, let me see. James McLaughlin has sent me uh, a photo. We said, anyone know of any open mic nights for comedy in Belfast? Please and thanks. I've Googled, but found FA. Hey, James, here's the thing. The best open mic night in Belfast to try stand-up is the Pavilion on Monday night. A lot of open mic nights in Belfast, you know, they're kind of like, they're kind of like bad uncles. You know, they come and go. They fill you full of hope and then they leave. You never see them again. Um, so it's hard to know. But the pavilion is the, the go-to night. I know there's another night. Oh, I think it's the chicken box in Derry as well is worth checking out. So maybe... Uh, look them up on Facebook and send the message. I know that the Pavilion are very good at getting back to you, um, so try that. Um, and you can you can email the Empire and look an open mic spot. Then sure they probably do mics too. Um, but other than that, clubs like Lavery's, Pug Uglies don't really have open mics unless you're sort of recommended or known. So. I would try that for a start. But no, I appreciate the question. And if you're looking to get into comedy yourself. Um, you know, happy to help. Ask any questions. You know what I mean. That's one thing that I like to, I'd like to see myself doing is helping more people. You know, if it, obviously, um, if that's what you want to do, it's what I'm here to do, and that's what I try to do. Pug Uglies is have a good club where people, you know, local acts can get on stage rather than a club where that brings in people who have no better standard than local acts in from down south or across in England, Scotland or whatever, and just take stage time off local act, you know? But you know, not everybody is as good a person as me, are they? Let's see. Phil McSee has said, with Elton John, Freddie Mercury and Boy George all getting biopics made, I was wondering if Eddie Vedder got the green light for a film about his life. Who would you like to see play Crazy Eddie? Not counting Bradley Cooper's Vedder-inspired character in A Star Is Born. Tell me something, girl, yeah. Um, <coughs> Looks-wise, again, I don't know, he would have to play the current Eddie Vedder, but, I mean, a young Russell Crowe could play Eddie Vedder. I think physically they look quite similar. They've got that kind of, I could just imagine Russell Crowe doing the Eddie thing. You know, I could imagine him being that character again I don't know if there's any younger actors that could play Eddie Vedder in young Pearl Jam days but if you're looking at the current Eddie Vedder it's got to be Russell Crowe and I think that nowadays like I mean they did didn't um, Oliver Reed die during the making of Gladiator and they used CGI to so I'm pretty sure they could use the same kind of skills to make Russell Crowe look a bit younger albeit he'd have to get into the gym because Eddie Vedder was quite a whippet in the day, whereas now he's a wee bit more of a... He's, he's a dad's physique, whereas Russell Brand's a dad's physique. He's really let himself go, so... I mean, he'd be struggling. Um, Jimmy Blobby, the weird Michael Jackson face guy, said Arsenal's lineup getting fucked good. Um, yeah, man, don't really want to talk about that. Didn't watch the Arsenal-Liverpool game because I was just having a great time with my family. You know what I mean? Didn't really want to have to break myself down, you know, make myself sad by watching that shit. But I mean, at least we didn't get completely hammered and embarrassed this time around. So I mean, every cloud. But um, I'm still quite positive for the uh, the new season. But I mean, I'm not really. I'm not really expecting to win anything, but if we got top four, that would be very, very sexy. Um, let me see. That's about everything, isn't it? That's all listeners' questions. Any of you guys normally ask questions? And where have you been this week? What's going on? It's bullshit. 
Um, I got a new review this week. It's 102 now. Still no word of who the 100th uh, reviewer was. So, again, there's still a ticket there to be claimed. But uh, I got a new review this week. It's up to 102 now. It really makes me feel great inside. You know, it really does. The review has said... It's from Chuffy12345. Love the podcast. Very funny. Love being part of the weird community. Definitely worth a listen. Let Papa Bear show you what he's all about. Hey, and that's what I try to do, guys, is show you what I'm all about. This week I've been a sleepy bear. Has it been the funniest podcast in the world? I don't know. Probably not. Has it been the most... End- you know, you ju- you're just in with me. You're in the window. You're in my wee private zone. You know what I mean? Probably just out of the shower. You can probably see more than you need to see. But we're there. Um, also, in fact, shit. My boy, the man boy Cheeky, the money toad, uh, has a show which is going to be on BBC this week. I believe it's going to be on Wednesday and Thursday, or Thursday and Friday. But it's on like half ten, one of those nights, on BBC One, and then the next night on BBC Two, and it's called Previously with Shane Todd. I've seen it, um, and it's very funny. You know, it's a pilot he's done, which is where he's looking back at some archive footage and just being a real silly wee goose that he is. And it's a very funny show. So if you have the iPlayer if you pay your TV license fair play to you if you don't even just stream it I don't know but watch previously with Shane Todd and if you enjoy it tweet about it put it on Instagram put it on Facebook because this is the problem I think with over here we're not supportive enough of our own you know we need to get behind people we need to want to see local people doing well and previously with Shane Todd is a very as Donald Trump would say it's a fantastic show you got to check it out. The guy's fantastic. His show is absolutely hilarious. Go for it. And I mean, you know, as much as I like the rib, Shane, not rim, rib for any of you guys that have not caught that, much as I like to take the piss out of him, much as I like to slag him, the show's a good show. And I would love to see it come back. So weirdos, get behind it. Enjoy your week. Hope yourself had a great bank holiday. And hope, you know... You, you spread the word of the weird podcast. Any reviews, any Patreons, I really appreciate it. Any shares on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, I appreciate that. The more people that can listen, the more we can do. On episode 100, 29th of September, Black Box Green Room. There's already a lot of tickets sold, believe it or not, so get onto it quick. It's payday week. Get the fuck, get the money I get bought so we can get, get this ready. I'm going to have some interviews. I'm going to have... Um, it's going to be a real sneaky, cheeky, freaky time. Will I have my nipples pierced? Who knows? But guys, enjoy your week. I'll be back next week. Godspeed. <laughs>